Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. Hello and welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm going to be out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for you all. Our first guest was the amazing Sarah Hill. Sarah Hill is a beautiful soul and I think when you listen to this podcast you will um, get a real understanding of that. She is a top makeup artist with her own makeup range. She also has her own makeup school and is a beauty editor as well so this girl is at the top of her game. We chatted about everything from feeding the insta beast to her top makeup tips to the celebrity faces that she's painted and really just got in about her story so far because it really is an inspirational one. So without further ado, over to Sarah. Hello Sarah, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks you for having me. Not at all, not at all. Um, so just really having a wee chat with you about your fantastic 22 year career yeah. in the beauty industry. So would you mind just kind of chatting us through how it began and how you've got to where you are today? So I kind of started off with the, the want to work in movies. So when I was a wee girl, um, I kind of went through a process of wanting to be an actor and then I didn't, I was rubbish at remembering lines, so that didn't last very long. And then I started to get really into sort of science fiction movies and monsters and aliens. And I thought, oh, I wonder if it would be great to work in Hollywood and make monsters. So when I went to my guidance teacher at about 13 and he said, what do you want to do? That's what I said, I want to make monsters in Hollywood. So... Brilliant. He was just like, that just job does not exist. I said, yes, it does. And that's what <laughs> started me off. Um, and yeah, so that was my main focus. It was, wasn't fashion, which is what I do now. Um, I managed to work, um, get assistant work with the woman from the BBC, which was my first sort of big break. Um, cleaning brushes, you know, cleaning yep. floors, doing all the grafting. And it was a Saturday morning kids show that she used to do the makeup for. And what was great about it was she didn't really know who any of the pop stars were. Okay. So she used to give me amazing people to do makeup on. Uh, your sugar babes, your all your nineties boy bands. Really? Um, so that was a really great boost for me. But I've done lots of jobs. I've done counter work, I've done um, body painting in Ibiza. I did that when I was 18 for a couple of seasons. Um, I've done lots of random stuff. Uh, and then I didn't really get into fashion and sort of music work really until I would say about 10 years down the line. Um, and I just, I, I suppose I didn't really think I fitted into that world, but then when I got into it, I just absolutely loved it. So I've done a lot of um, fashion shows, fashion weeks, worked with some big brands like Alexander McQueen, Queen, Westwood. Wow. Um, and yeah, and then Kanye West, I've done his makeup, and Melanie C from the Spice Girls. So yeah, I've done lots of amazing people, but it's not been a straight path. It's been a pretty um, up and down madness, but okay. all like, of great fun. So yeah. Great fun, wow. Yeah. So so what would Kanye West wear then? That's um, most males don't it's mainly skincare based and it's more about mattification and okay. powder and all that jazz. So yeah, very simple but still something they need to have that grooming level as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Especially if you're on camera. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh-huh. And did you live in Canada? I it? did, yeah. I worked in uh, I worked on a programme called Stargate SG One. Yes, um, I used to watch that yeah, my dad. Total I'm a total sci-fi geek. And um <laughs> what was amazing about that was I was working there part time and I was working in a Mac shop uh, as well. And basically how I got the gig was um one of my like 
person I work with, she said to me that her friend, who was a stuntman, had just got a part in a theatre production as a Scottish person and would I give him accent lessons. So I met this guy called Vince, which is a very stuntman name. Yes. And uh, he had this really squeaky Canadian accent and I thought, oh, there's just no hope for him. Uh, so I just had to get him drunk and get him to smoke lots of cigarettes to get his voice lower. <laughs> and um, we just had such a laugh and he was like, how much do I pay you for accent lessons? And I was like, listen, see if you could just get me a wee like day on the set, that would be payment enough. So he brought me along to the set. I met the makeup artist and she said, yeah, if you're, you're not union, unionised, but we'll get you in like a couple of days a week. So that was a phenomenal opportunity and I got to meet some incredible people. Um, from that, I became friends with one of the, the actors on there called Chris Judd, who plays the guy with the gaul with the... Yes, yeah. So he was a very unexpected best pal. I used to slag him off all the time, but me and him got on great. And he was a photographer. So then he said to me, Sarah, I'm doing this uh, science fiction calendar to sell all the, um, the Cosmicons around. Yes. And, uh, and the calendar had the, the, the cast from Smallville, uh, Andromeda, Battlestar Galactica, and I got to do all the actors' makeup. So that was pretty much the highlight of my sci-fi madness. Wow. And they had a leaving party for me as well, uh, with all the cast members, and I came home and I had no work and no money, and it was just, I went from this mad Hollywood experience yes. to like, what just happened? <laughs> so, so, what, yeah. so what happened next? So then I just had to get work, I just yeah. had to do, um, just again, you know, I did a bit of counter work and I ended up getting a job as a trainer for Mac, so that was fantastic. Um, and I went through, did that for a couple of years and, and then I got um, employed by Laura Mercy as a national artist as well, did that for a wee while. And then I decided, yeah, freelance was still definitely what I wanted to do, left all that, I went to move to London. Okay. Um, and what was really interesting about the London experience was I think I suppose I thought with everything I had done people I work with I would have just arrived in London yes right where's my agent let's go okay but no I had no contacts I had to start completely again, from scratch I, I had to start yeah. again and because I've been working for makeup brands my portfolio was a couple of years old so I had to yeah start again so yeah it's yeah it's been good though it's been that's been a, a right roller coaster, like you yeah, said, ups yeah. and downs, massive ups. Yeah. But you've obviously, once you've had to start again, you've done it in such a successful and amazing way. So credit yeah. to you. Oh, thanks. I think when you have the drive and you've got to love what you do. Yes. I think that's the main thing. And I always, I suppose, um, always take the. It sounds really happy, but the kind of energy as a positive of where you're meant to go. So if things work out for you, I kind of do feel like that's because it's right. It's right. Yeah. So if you're coming up against barriers constantly, that's like where we need to re-rejig yourself because that's not where you're meant to be. So I'm a big believer in that, and, yes. and that's kind of did me well uh, in life in general. Did you very well? I'm I'm in total agreement with you. I always feel if something feels clunky, yeah, it's just not right. Yeah. So it is. It's almost like you yeah. know you need to go for a slightly different. Yeah. Just like a. Uh, pull back and then figure out where you're going next. Figure out where you're yeah. going, amazing. Well, I first got introduced to your um, makeup products uh -huh. um, about a couple of years ago from the late, great Craig Alexander Wilson. Oh, yeah, I love Craig. He was, yeah. he was a amazing. beauty editor of Sunday Mail for upwards of 10 years, yeah. so he knew his stuff. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing your, I think I must have seen them in an editorial spread or and it was, a, it was glitter and it was pigment and it was just everything that I love. And I remember th thinking, wow, Sarah's Scottish. Like, that is, 
like I did, you know you just mm -hmm. feel an affiliation oh, naturally to a Scottish a woman and I, I spoke to Craig and I said listen do you know about this makeup like I just I think oh, it's all great and then that Christmas he gave me um, pink opal yeah. shine and sculpt sticks yeah. um, and the copper glitter yeah. and literally I've never looked back <laughs> like <laughs> your, your products are are phenomenal and thank for you. me you are definitely your brand is the main brand that I use um, oh, thank you so you've done you've done so well, but that that your your makeup products were five years in the making. Yeah, were they? it was a long process. Uh, it started off with I met a guy on a photo shoot who had his own beard oil, and okay. uh, so that started the the blade then about like, well, how on earth would you even go about to it? Do that. So then he was like, well, you just do this, and then you do this, and you go there, and then you talk to them. Those people we need to do this, and I and my head was just spinning. By the end of the shoot, I was like. I'm doing this. Yeah, we can go for it. So it was a lot of. I went to a big place called Cosmoprof in Bologna. Yes. So yep. that was really good to meet different manufacturers, meet packaging people, um, just a lot of chatting. I would think, I think I've learned so much about the whole process. I did waste quite a lot of money in the beginnings, but just because I didn't know yeah. enough about it. Yeah. Um, sampling is just an expensive thing. Yes. And you know, each time you want a, diff a change or a different thing, it costs money after money. And everything I do is self-funded. I don't have rich parents, rich men. It's everything's out my own money. So it, that's why it took so long. To oh, bless no. It, I mean, that's why it took so long. I wish, you know, I, um, yeah. But it took as long as it's meant to take. And, I, and I'm happy with what the products I have. But they're still evolving. It's still, you know, I kind of, when I launched the brand, I went a bit mad because I just launched this huge range. Okay. And and was again, a year-long change? Um, I think we had over 160 shades. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> it was insane. Wow. Because I wanted to bring out a big brand. That yes. was kind of my, my theory. But yeah. I didn't know how it would take off. And then in my head, I was kind of making it for makeup artists. I was making it for people, my students, my, my graduates. I was making it for people like myself who just needed lots of colour, needed yeah. things to experiment and play with. So that just... And, and once you make... A, a shade it's easier to make more of them okay so I just thought well I might as well just make as many as I can yep uh, and then get that done and then that's it done okay Um. but yeah and then once everything starts to kick off and then initially the first month it went crazy and I had uh, liberties I had beauty mart I had feelunique.com all want me and I shat myself and went no I can't do any of this <laughs> And thank God I didn't because yes. uh, I was not ready in any way, shape or form. I hadn't got my pricings right. I didn't okay. have my, I was like completely naive to the whole thing. Um, aye, so that was good. So then I said no to those people and then it went quiet and I didn't hear anything from anyone. And I thought, oh God, what have I done? And then Cult Beauty came along okay. and that was just a great fit because they were, they understood that I was little and they understood that they had patience and they answered my questions and they helped me, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then House Faces just got in touch as well, which I've had to say no to, unfortunately, but they were wanting me in 26 stores. So it's been amazing, um, but I'm still learning and I have to take things gradually. And I yeah. think, um, yeah, that I'm happy to do that. Yeah, just to keep it. Oh, you're pro have, you got, have you got a favourite product that you... I think... Pink Opal is an amazing highlighter. If you've not tried it, you have to try it. It's like this weird thing. It looks really boring. 
uh, it's in this little kind of pot not selling very well but when you put it on your cheek <laughs> it just changes colors in lots of different ways and it's one of those products when you put it on everyone comments on it yes absolutely so i think that's a really great i love that that little guy as they say i call them all little guys um my concealer little pot i just use personally all the time okay i use it as an eye base as a concealer it's one of those ones that i, I couldn't live without so i think that's just again one of my favorites yes my mascara is amazing and people who buy it are addicted to it but again it just looks the most boring thing in the world but it's such a little superhero um, it's so good it's a great mascara um, and definitely love that and then i've got some new things coming out which i'm really excited about that's so, exciting so yeah. lots in the pipeline yeah so you mentioned the color the, the little pot yeah sorry you would you recommend using that as a base for eyeshadow yeah i think I think especially with the kind of modern techniques of doing these bold coloured eyes. Yeah. Um, the in order to get that pigmentation in an eyeshadow, you need something that's creamy, okay. um, rather than something that dries. So Little Pop is an ideal eye base if you're the kind of person who loves a dramatic eye. Yes. Or if you just want nothing on the eye and you just want that, and it's a nice kind of clean, bright pop. It's got coconut oil, so it's dead smoothing. Lovely. Um, so yeah, it does. I use it a lot for my editorial work and my fashion work. I just love it. So, Brilliant, yeah. great. So if you were to take, so if you were to take one product yeah. a desert island, would it be pink opal? Oh, um, I always say sunscreen because I burn. But yeah. uh, <laughs> so die, so die. Yeah, I think pink opal. I feel like quite a. It, it's such a, a little cutie. It's just a nice. Been there since the beginning. Uh-huh, yeah, and it always sells out. And always does really well, and it's just like a. Yeah, it's a great little, and it's, it's for everyone, so that's really nice as well. Lovely. Yeah. Well, I was on your website, obviously just having a look, I'm often on your website. Oh, um, but I was almost crying, actually, at your your um, your lipstick, the Catherine lipstick. Oh, Mummy Mammy. <laughs> and see the words oh. that you wrote for oh. it. Like, she must be so proud yeah. and absolutely delighted to have a product name. And it's yeah. such a gorgeous, yeah. deep, plummy It's so dramatic, colour. isn't it? Yeah, my mum's amazing. She's just... Uh, she's such a laugh she's like me she's like if you meet my mum she's just me she's just herself and she's dead independent and she's so like yeah she's just a great woman she's really good fun and uh, what was great about the photo shoot was she was saying oh hide my double chins i don't want a picture oh god I'm, she was dead nervous she's like oh i hate getting my picture taken did she bugger? She got up on that. She got up out there. As soon as the, the photographer took she was like posing like a crazy woman. You think she was like Zoolander. She was loving life. Blue stealing it. Blue stealing it. Loving life. And I was like, all right, mum. Yeah, sure. Sure, you're nervous. I whatever. Yeah, she looked, she looked, yeah, she looked great. And yeah. the product, the, the colour. Yeah, the colour is beautiful. beautiful. We sold really well. And yeah, she gave it to all her pals and stuff. So that was nice. So That's yeah. so lovely. Yeah. How important do you? Because obviously that's a lovely plummy color, like yes. it's a very, um, almost like a, quite a, like a sophisticated, like it's it's just. How important do you think it is to wear seasonal colors in your makeup? Do you think that's quite important, or do you think it can be totally subjective? Yeah, I think. Well, I think what fashion does is that it introduces things that you maybe not have thought about before. Um, so it helps you with experimentation but I certainly don't think it's something you have to live by yeah I think that um, I love fashion and the it just it's the new ideas of it that's what I look for it's just the inspiration of it all yeah but yeah I, I'm not a big believer in do any rules when it comes to makeup 
I think there's too much, too many rules. There's too much. Um, there's too many women who are walking about with brown eyeshadow on because someone told them 20 years ago that's what they should wear, and that makes me sad yeah. because there's so many options for them. Yeah. And makeup to me is just about fun and yeah. experimentation. I also don't think makeup has anything to do with looking good or looking better. Yes. I think that makeup makes you look different. Yes. Um, and it's just perception. That's all it is. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's there's too there's too much bullshit when it yes. comes to the beauty industry it'd be nice to just kind of like let's Put get real that. yeah do you know what i loved as well um you did an instagram post recently about being on holiday and it being like makeupless yeah and how you should embrace not having makeup as yeah. well as wearing makeup and i think that's really refreshing for a makeup yeah. artist to be like that because many makeup artists aren't like that yeah. and you know they would maybe never go out without their face yeah. on and they, they feel as though it's always pushing it but yeah I just think that that was very inspirational and that yeah. makes you very unique. Oh, thank you. I think it's, it's it, there's so, when it comes to, I think there's, there's it's, a, it's a feminist thing as well, I think in a way it's, you know, to tell a woman that she only looks good if she only, if she wears makeup is a really dangerous, a dangerous ball game. Yeah. Because the rules should apply on both sides then. You know, yeah. why does a woman feel like she has to wear makeup to go to work? And why does a man feel like they don't? So what what's that all about? Yeah. That's why I want to know. Is like why is that even part of a uniform? So I think if you can feel great without makeup, it makes makeup more enjoyable. Yes. It makes it less of a chore, less of a, a uniform. Yeah. So for me, it's about if you can wear no makeup, it's making what I do more fun again, and that's what I want to kind of. Um, talk about yes. is have that dialogue about it and I, and it does bother me that there there is makeup uh, guidelines for women in contracts i think that's needs to change yeah. um that's that's it's just a ridiculous situation um you know why should a woman feel like her job you know her ability is based on what she puts on her face every day that's just insane so yeah yeah, yeah. i know it's crazy actually because i was in a situation once with a client and um, it was actually a female client and she was a scary, scary woman and um, I think that day I had on like a red lipstick and probably a pink eye or something just because i just always been the colours and she made a comment about what are we in the Copa La Banga, she made like Copa, <laughs> I can't even Jesus. pronounce it right, um, but she made some comment and I thought god that's really, she obviously yeah. feels like I look yeah. not the way she wants me to look yeah. um, and it does it's, there's there's that going on with both men and women isn't yeah. there yeah absolutely it's it's, it's it's that kind of um you know you, you can't wear shimmer if you're over 50 and um, red lipstick's too suggestive oh young girls wear too much makeup it's like right come on now yeah uh-huh is there not better things to talk about yep surely this is all nonsense oh absolutely and just, it's just crazy it's just a crazy thing and and it's, it seems like a small thing, but actually it's not a small thing. It's actually yes. it's a bigger problem that we have. Yeah. Um, and it's all to do with self-esteem, self-image, the way women are portrayed in the media. And I know it's quite difficult because obviously I've got a makeup brand and it's a little bit like, well, Sarah, you've got a makeup brand, you're kind of feeding the monster here. And I totally get that. So it's just trying to uh, balance that out and maybe become you, a new voice Yeah, to you do balance it out very well, oh, though, especially you. in your brand tagline. And especially, you know, I just think that that is 
where you're de- where you differ. Um, like I was saying to you earlier on, you're about us page. It's like makeup artist poetry because you're saying, mm. you know, be a bright pop of orange, um, lip gloss, and a and a sea of uh, beige, mm. and then you're saying also, you know, be the one that's covered in glitter yeah. and a and a room full of suits. Yeah. And I just think that that in itself is just like magic. Yeah. Um, and I think you are very much so saying, you know, be yourself. You're not yeah. saying be anything. You're providing no. people with the products which can make them be as creative or yeah. as, you know, however they want to portray themselves. Thank so you. Yeah, I just want people to think about like an art shop. They're just going in to get their paint. Yeah. More uh, than a, something that they think they need. Yes, I have like a yeah. mat rather than a yeah. mask. It's like an enhancement. That was the biggest challenge when it came to creating the concealer because that yeah. was a real, like, well, say you're telling me I should just be happy the way I am and do what I want, but you're making a product that is about covering something. So that was quite a challenge to get the language right of that. Okay. So on the back of the packet it says, you know, um, dark circles make you look mysterious. Okay. Um, uh, like spots are amazing. Spots are awesome. Like so, so many just like <laughs> So it's it's trying to like, you know, we we make these rules about what's attractive and what's not. Yeah. That's that's the you know blemishes. So for example, imagine you were in high school and blemishes became cool yeah can you imagine how how lovely your high school experience would yes yeah. and it really is that simple mm-hmm. um if you twist it and you turn it and you go well, blemishes are a sign of um, maturing and they're a sign of um just you know becoming coming through that teenage time and you should celebrate them the first spot you get you should be like getting a prize like a tooth fairy prize <laughs> oh, that would be so good can no. you imagine how how much how much better a teenager would feel if that's the language and that's the story we're telling them yeah. and it really is that simple yeah. so it's about in dark circles for example people were like oh I've got dark circles it means I'm tired it's like oh not necessarily you know dark circles can make you look cool they can make you look absolutely you know, yeah. funky like you've just been clubbing all night and you've got an awesome life so <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter like it's all just perception yes so that was what I tried to do with the concealer was not tell someone you need this to cover this because you're not good enough the way you are it was more about like let's again if you want to cover it great if you don't that's fine too yeah yeah no i love that it's a celebration of individuality isn't it and it's it's amazing so we are recording at the moment in the academy of makeup so tell us about tell us about this i mean it's absolutely stunning oh thank you so tell us about this please um so i started off um i actually hired a wee room at the mac colors model agency that was my first um classroom um, I advertised on Gumtree it was like it was just a little side thought a little side hustle as they say um, to my freelance work that just exploded and there was nothing else like it in Scotland at the time yeah um, I'd been teaching at school in London so I knew the fast track thing works I knew yes. that if you teach makeup with passion and energy and you teach as an art form it's easy for people to digest to understand and then it's about again individuality in expressing yourself so Started that, then it kind of, as I say, we just I just got bombarded with the emails, and then I used a location. So I've just opened up on Hope Street. Hope just opened up seven years ago. Um, it was a boring office with blue carpets, and we've transformed it into a bit of a, a white, cool studio space with graffiti and neon lights and as well. Neon lights and wooden and floors, and it just oh. looks clean and stylish. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. But yeah, it's great because I can use it for photo shoots and we attract students from all around the world. We've had students from Brazil, from Canada, from London, from Norway. We have people from all different backgrounds. We've had fighter pilots, we've had doctors, we've had teachers, we've had, we get a lot of nurses, we get 
lots of mums, we get lots of people who've been studying marketing, university, we have Brilliant. a lot of marketing people. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah uh, and sign me up. <laughs> uh, come in and they've always loved makeup and they don't want to go to college and they want to just, uh, they have a bit of a knowledge already, some of them, some don't, some are totally new. We've had men, we've had women, just everyone. Yep. So it's been incredible, the journey. Uh, I've now got this school and one in Aberdeen as well and yeah, it's going well and we're constantly evolving the courses. We want to keep them as up to date as possible, teaching the latest trends, latest techniques. And the teachers I have are like the biggest makeup artists in the industry. Um, and the big thing I think that differs from a lot of other places is our aftercare okay. is really renowned. So the links that I've had and the links that our teachers have in the industry means that when you come and study with us, you get to go and work for the BBC, the STV, MTV, we do the Brit Awards, we do the Style Awards. I mean, we do the... Um, like Edinburgh Fringe Festival, London Fashion Week. Fantastic. So there's no, you know, there's no really any other Scottish school that will send their students to London Fashion Week. That just doesn't happen. So the fact that we can do that is incredible. Yes. And that's just through our links and our connections. Yeah. Um, and it gives people the best chance at making a living and making money from makeup because that's the main thing. We want people to come here and make money. Yes. And that's what we do. Yeah. That is fantastic. So you've worked on obviously some amazing events. Has there been any that have been really stand out for you? Um, I think, God, there's been so many. I love the mobos with Amy okay. Sandy. That was amazing. Um, is that the one in Glasgow? Yeah, yeah uh -huh. that, that was, was really good because it was a hometown as well. So yeah. that was really good. Um, there's been so many. I think it's always my last, the last thing I do is always my favourite thing I do. Yeah. Uh, I work for an amazing um bad company called Strathbury who I, I just love, love. oh my god their products are incredible yes um, and I think one of the best shoots we did is we went to uh, Cannes and we've shot in Pierre Cardin's mansion on the side of a mountain and uh, I just remember the photographer turning around to us and being like um, guys can we get back to work please because we're all taking too many selfies and having a great time so that was really funny when in Pierre Cardin's house oh, you must <laughs> basically uh, the it's all, <laughs> the house is based around a woman's parks, right? So wow. you've got like uh, chairs in the shape of vaginas. You've got big art pieces with sperm and it's all about fertility. And they've got like this bedroom that's underneath one of the infinity pools so you can watch someone swim. It's just incredible. So it was just mad and it was mad. and. Um, we had, I think when we were there, was the guys, a big pop star had just literally left, Lenny Kravis had just left. I mean, it was incredible. Oh, it was unbelievable. I didn't enjoy the going up the thousand steps to get to it, but that's another oh story. Oh did you have <laughs> no. Rock climbing, oh my God. <laughs> oh, but worth it. Totally worth it. What yeah. an incredible experience. Yeah. Really good. And you mentioned earlier on as well, you, you have actually done a lot of celebrities like Rosie yeah. Huntington-Whiteley yeah. and has there ever been a time where you've been a wee bit nervous about maybe the face that's in front of you? Yeah, so weird story was uh, Melanie C, Spice Girl, that's the only time I've ever like actually had a bit of a wobble. Uh -huh. So the story was, when I was 18, I was in Ibiza, there was a guy handing out flyers for, um, to be in a music video. Right. So, me and my pal were walking past, picked up a flyer, went along to this music video. We were basically promised free booze, and it turned out it was Melanie C's music video okay. in Ibiza. Okay. Do you remember the song I Turned to You? Yes. Right? So, yes. Anthem. Anthem. Yes. <laughs> so, we were there all day, and uh, 
I was in the background, the crowd background. I think you saw my hand and that was that. So You're still there though. Yeah, yeah, I was there. <laughs> so I met her obviously seven, you know, seven years ago, so a long time ago, and I was like really excited about telling her this story. Like, I've been in your music video. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, what did she say? She was, she was just laughing her head off. She was like, no way. So that was great that I got to tell her that story. Brilliant. So we're chatting away and she's great. And she's such a, she's a really beautiful looking woman. She's yeah, gorgeous, yeah, her skin's yeah. amazing, her eyes are gorgeous. And it was, I was doing a liquid liner and suddenly the song Spice Up Your Life came in my head. <laughs> and it was just this overwhelming like, oh my Jesus God, this is the Spice Girls who I grew up oh, with, who I danced with, idols. who told yep. idols. Yep. I think I'd kind of blanked it out yep. until that point because I thought to myself, uh, I'm looking forward to telling her this story and that helped me just get over my nerves. Yes. I had to go into the bathroom and have a word with myself because my liners were was very shaky and I was, yeah, but I pulled it together and she looked gorgeous and it was all good. But yeah, that was probably my ultimate, oh my God, moment. Oh, what am I doing? I know. And how, how do you see in those types of moments? I, I always find it really interesting to find out how people deal with nerves and like anxiety and different things like that. How, how did you pull it together? Did you just basically look in the mirror and say, Sarah, come uh-huh. on? Pretty much, yeah. Just had a wee word for myself and was like, right, come on, come just on. get this done. Just, she's, she's a woman, she's just a person, just get on with it and it was fine. But that's, I think it's about making the connection. If you can chat to people first and make a connection, yes. the nerves go. Yeah. And most people who, especially the ones that are really top of their game, they're really lovely people. Like Emily Sandy is like one of the nicest people in the world. I mean, we've sat and watched Come Down with together. She's a total oh, hoot. She's so lovely. Um, and most people who are at the top of the game are just normal, lovely people. Yeah. So you just have to connect to the person. Yes. And just focus on getting the job done. And then you can do all your, oh my God, miss after you've get over it. After yeah. your, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And on your website, you've got like your inspiration zone, which is kind of like a blog. Yeah. Do you write all that yourself? No, I've got a helper. So, um, Amy, who she's based in Switzerland, she's a friend of mine. So okay. she helps me with that, all that as well. So she's great. We work together and we just have blends and chats and we just, yeah, she helps me with my writing because I'm a terrible writer. So not a terrible writer, I'm a terrible speller. Good at writing, bad at spelling. No, you can't so, look at it. You're good no, so much. You know, you're so good. Um, because that's a really nice way for people to get connected yeah. with you as well. Going on, seeing the campaigns that yeah. you're working on. And, and yeah, I was having a right good look at that. So see when you are working with a designer, for mm-hmm. example, or a brand like Shaftbury that you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier on, do they essentially just give you a brief? Do they say, so we want the, the models to look like this because of the bags? How does that all work? Depends. Every client's different. Some will just give you a complete free reign and just say, here's a photos, do what you want. Yep. Some will have a very, this is what we want. Yes. So it just depends on the client. Um, Strathbury are great because they, they have amazing mood boards. Um, and they really get you into the story of the product, okay. which is lovely. And I think that when you really um, find out the designer's process, what her inspiration was and where she came up with the idea for the bag, yep. that really helps you form your idea of how you're going to interpret the interpret the, the story as yes. well. Um, and it, what's lovely is when you work with other creatives who are also amazing and you get to all bounce off each other. Yep. Um, working with hair, hair and nails, you know, we'll go, what you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing, and it's just like, oh, right, okay, that's not going to work. So it's all about balance as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when it comes to anything to do with fashion, it's all about um, making sure that it's not about you, it's about the bag. Yes. It's all about the bag. So how are you going to make this look as good as possible? That's the main focus. So, yeah. And it just it does just show you how it is about art then, yeah. and it is about fashion and makeup, yeah. and here it comes together yeah. as one sort of, 
entity. Yeah, and I if it's working like in a team is something I, I love. Um, and I love working with people. I just love people in general. Yes. I just find humans really interesting. Yes. Um, and make up for stories. humans. Make up for humans, that's it. Yes. Human beings are weird and wonderful people, things. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I do. I, I'm totally there with yeah. you as well, especially when you meet some really standout characters yeah. that doesn't affect your life and it can uh-huh. sometimes affect your path and yeah. as you were talking about when you're you know coming up with your, your products yeah. as well. Um, so you've got another school in Aberdeen. Yes. What is your kind of, what would be your like, you've done so much already so, but what would be like your dream for the future? Um, I was talking about this the other day. I think I'm kind of at a stage now where I would really love to work in TV. I'd love to just do. I feel like I'm kind of just ready to to go out there now. Yeah. And 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 be whoever I am in whatever way that is. So I was saying to someone the other day, I was like, if there was like a queer eye, but for me, a straight girl, that would be the best job in the world. Have you seen that program on Netflix? No, I've not. Oh my god, it's so good. It's a makeover show with five gay guys, and it's oh, just yeah, the best yeah, thing yeah, in the world. I need to see it. It's so good. It's like it's so funny. So that's where I'd like to be. I'd love to just, I'd love to be on the telly. I'd like to be on radio. I'd like to just, I think I feel like that's where I want to go. I did a stage thing um, a few months ago and I just loved it. I just loved interacting with people yes, yeah. and doing all that jazz. So I think that's where I'm going to go next is focus on me and focus on me getting out there and going for it. Brilliant. Well, I can definitely see big successes oh, in that you. because you're obviously a very good speaker. You're very, and what you're also very good at as well, and this is obviously massive credit to you as well, your social media is so good. Oh, thank you. And that's obviously you. Yeah. You're doing your videos, you're doing um, your Insta stories, you're doing your lives. Yeah. You, you know, you really go for it. It's um, so important, and I feel like it's. It is like my TV channel, that's yes. the way I treat it. It's my gallery and it's my TV channel, that's yes. it. So I have to feed the Instagram beast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, it's like, I feel like it is my boss. I feel yeah. like Instagram is my now my new manager and it just tells me what to do. And if I neglect it in any way, it will get me into trouble. Right, okay. That's the way I feel about it. So I'm very, very active on it because I love it and I'm yes. addicted to it. Yes. So I don't see it as a chore, I see it as probably the centre of everything I do. I see direct sales from it, I see, see so much from just that one channel. Yes. Um, so yeah. Incredible. So do you stick quite rigidly to a schedule with it? Or yeah, do you... I do. Like I definitely have to, I post once a day at yes. least. Uh, I do, I'm now doing Instagram stories twice a week. Um, so yeah, I, I, I make sure that that's happening. I, I know what times of day are best. Yeah. I know what to tag. I'm still learning, but I'm, it's a process. Yes. Um, and I find it, the whole thing, a really way, great way of just connecting to people and um, finding ways. I just want to, it's like, a, it's a portfolio. That's the way I describe Absolutely. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, your, your Instagram is very, very strong. You've got a great following. You've always, you've always, almost got like a cult following I think oh, bless, thank people you. that are um, engaging with you asking you questions yeah. and no so that is I love that good. part of it I think just people I think it's really important to to try your best to answer everyone you know and if someone says something is to answer them yes and a lot of people don't do that and I yeah. think that's really important is you know if someone says nice photo just be like thanks very much yes like you would do in everyday life so if you can get into habit of just always answering people and yeah. talking to people and not just taking, but giving. Yes. I think that's the key. 
Absolutely, mm-hmm. no, that's brilliant. Yeah. Well, it's been so lovely oh, speaking thank to you. you. Sorry for blathing too much. No, it's actually been so I could oh. speak to you all day. Oh, um, so, will we end? Have you got any wee, just really quick wee makeup tips that you would suggest for anyone listening? Just what's your two top tips? Yeah, I think, let's see, I think, yeah, when it comes to skin, look at your skin and if you could take yourself out of your body and look at your face. So a lot of women will wear a heavy base because they're not happy with a particular area okay. of their face. Yeah. So I would love you to look in the mirror and to start to sort of almost imagine a grid on your face. Okay. And say to yourself, okay, so let's look at my forehead. Yep. Do I like that? Yep. Yes, great. Move on. Okay. How about my cheeks? Yep, my cheeks are good. Yep. Okay, chin, not liking my chin. Okay. So when you start to break down your face into segments, then what you can do is then use a light base on the things you love and then use something heavier on the things you don't like. And, and that way you get a more realistic healthier looking skin that looks more like you rather than a mask that covers all the good bits as well as the bad bits yes. so and also just allowing the concealer to do its job and not relying on the foundation to do the covering so that's probably my biggest tip if you can is to you know quite often i'll use different formulations different colors and yes. different areas to really get the right look again very much like a painter yeah yeah exactly yeah and what that will do as well is it'll make your skin healthier because you're not wearing as much Yes. Then the full, the full, and there's nothing wrong with wearing full makeup because actually it's also a style and a look. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But if, if actually what you want is not that look, then that's the way to do it. Okay, that's yeah. really interesting because I would always just use my foundation to cover. So I've got quite a lot of spots at the moment, so I would just use my foundation rather yeah. than a concealer. But now that you've said that, yeah. I'll certainly look yeah, to because your skin's beautiful. So you oh, could you could you. be using literally like a nothing, a BB cream everywhere and then just use concealer where you need it and your skin, it would just look fresher, it would look like more, that. more real and glowy, you'll get that nice, um, I call it kind of glass skin or yoga skin, so you get that dimensional skin rather than a flat skin, okay. which is the problem with heavy makeup is that sometimes it can make your skin look flat or matte, yes. which can look, make you look older or more drying, so that's another way of looking at it. That's really, that is interesting because when it looks flat and matte, it takes away any character as yeah. well, like cause I've got a lot of freckles myself as well yeah. and I do find that when I put foundation on you can yeah. kind of say goodbye to them yeah. sometimes yeah. so oh well, thank you yeah, so much you know, that was absolutely fantastic oh, thank and you. we shall be catching up with you soon good thank, thank you, you. that was so good oh, thanks love